Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sports Day for Kia. The striking Kia range. The cornerstone of progressive technology, blistering performance and quality design. That's Kia. Yes, a very good afternoon, everyone. Uh, welcome to Sports Day with Peter Vlahos. As you heard, all thanks to Kia, and they've got that fantastic... Uh, uh, in fact, it's changed. The new Kia, progressive technology, blistering performance, and quality design. And they've got the EV6 GT sports car as well, which you just saw and heard go past. Great to have your company. Uh, let's uh, kick it off with the Repco hot topic for our friends at Repco for expert car service. Book into your local Repco authorised dealer. Well, I reckon the hot topic today, and I'm having a bit of fun with it, Usman Kawaja. As we did yesterday, some of the players left for India yesterday, and the remaining members of the India touring party that are playing that four test series plus a a couple of ODIs over there on the subcontinent left today. But there was one gentleman that was left behind as the rest of the Australian team left for India today. As a team flew out uh, after the Australian Cricket Awards on Monday night, there were some issues that were raised regarding Usman Khawaja. Now, everybody else got a visa against for Uzi. So as all the other players, just imagine all the other players are leaving, they're getting on the big bird, the jet plane, and they're going to the subcontinent, and Usman Khawaja's there in the airport lounge. I reckon he'd be feeling like this. Chris Bailey and the Saints uh, stranded all on my own, Usman Khawaja, the left-handed opener, the only member of the travelling party who didn't receive clearance on his visa. And it begs the question, why didn't he get the visa? Now, it remains unclear why Uzi was the only member denied a visa. Interesting, Pakistan-born. As we know, they're not the... Best of friends, are they the Indians and the Pakistanis? We see that on the cricket field every time they play against each other. Even though the players get on really well, the fans tend to not like each other too much. Uh, It is a huge rivalry in world sport when it comes to India v Pakistan or Pakistan v India when it comes to cricket. I'm just wondering if the visa authorities back there in New Delhi saw Khawaja Place of birth, Karachi, Pakistan. Nah, we're not going to let him in or we'll just let him stress out a bit. But now, from all reports, what we're hearing late today is that he may fly out tomorrow because, as we know, the Australian Embassy has intervened. 
So there you go. It was the only one knocked back, Usman Kawaja. Coming up on the show, Nick Hobson's going to join us. Yes, Nick Hobson. When he came into the Perth Scorchers lineup, many thought, Nick who? We're going to find out more about him because I tell you what, he's made a nice little contribution. Hasn't batted that much since he's gone down to number six, but he started batting at number three. And then, of course, Aaron Hardy was elevated up to number three and Nick Hobson went down to number six. Very, very good outfielder. So we're going to find out a bit about Nick Hobson, where he's come from. He plays for Claremont Netherlands and he's about to have the biggest moment in his cricket career. Because on Saturday, 4.30, it gets underway. We've got the decider. The grand final of the BBL 12 between the Perth Scorchers. And tomorrow, we'll find out whether it will be the Sixers or the Brisbane Heat. He's coming up. We'll speak also to Steve Nelkowski. Speaking of grand finals and championship series, the Perth Heat are in action. Friday night is game one. Uh, They take on Adelaide. And it is a best of three grand final or championship series. The Perth Heat are going for their 16th, yes, 16th Claxton Shield. They talk about the Wildcats and their brand and their dominance in relation to premierships in the NBL. Well, you look at the Perth Heat. They are, by the length of the straight, the most successful baseball franchise ever here in Australia, going back to the old days when it was the Claxton Shield. Uh, That's what they play for as far as the Shield's concerned, but it's now the Australian Baseball League. They're going for their 16th national title. That is a significant milestone for them. We'll speak to Steve Nelkowski. He'll give us a bit of a look at what's going to happen there on Friday night. And the waffle fixtures were released today. I know there's been a couple of representatives from the West Australian Footy Commission that have been on SENWA today talking about it. Well, I'm going to talk to a man that's involved and he took his side to the grand final last season and they won the premiership and they've got Zach Langdon now. In the West Perth lineup, I'm going to talk to Darren Harris about the grand final replay on Good Friday. Whether uh, he's happy about the grand final in the waffle, because they're hoping to make it back to back, it's played a week before the AFL grand final. And I'll ask him where should it be played? Should it be a suburban ground or should it be here at Optus Stadium? I'll ask him those uh, questions and find out a bit more about their pre-season as well. So that's all uh, coming up uh, on Sports Day today. You can join us on the Temper Bedshed text machine, 0487 736 736, 0487 736 736. And as I mentioned, we're here for Kia, progressive technology, blistering performance and quality design. And that's my hot topic, Usman Kawaja. Uh, I've just found out he is leaving tomorrow and he'll join his teammates all on his lonesome. All right, uh, let's get some uh, updates, sporting updates before we go to our very first special guest. And this is all thanks to Tire Power. Buy three and get one free on selected Kumo passenger car and SUV tyres at Tire Power. Today there was a press conference and Luke Shuey did speak, of course, uh, the captain again for the West Coast Eagles four years in a row. Uh, in 2023, and this is what he said on the captaincy and what it means to him. Oh, the, the, yeah, the same as what it's meant the last the last three. Yeah, it's a big honour, not getting too caught up in it. There's a yeah, big job to do um, for me and the rest of us to take the club back up the ladder. So, yeah, looking forward to doing the work. There's been thought into whether it's time to move on, and I think particularly ahead of last year, um, I think I did my hammy about this time last year, and... 
um, gave it some real thought of whether whether I just hand it off and, and get on with the job. Um, spoke to a few people and they all they all said give it one more crack. And fortunately, I was able to play a bit of footy last year, so probably not as much thought not as much thought this year into handing it over. But I'm always a big a, a big advocate for the, the player vote and seeing what the what the team wants and who the um, who the boys want to lead them. So I think that's always a fair indication of who should take the role. So yeah, put my hand up for it again. But um, I've always thought it's it's never a one-man job. You know, I'm, I've got the C next to my name, but there's plenty of guys who um, carry a fair load behind the scenes with the, the leadership stuff around here. And at uh, Fremantle, Justin Longmuir was a guest on the run home with Hayes and Marta earlier this afternoon. If you didn't catch it, as we go to the break and come back with Nick Hobson from the Perth Scorchers, this is what uh, Justin Longmuir said about the captaincy situation at the Dockers. How's the captaincy process coming along with the Dockers? Yeah, we'll probably ramp that up in the next couple of weeks uh, once we get back from this four-day break. It probably always... Um, that was something I've done over my tenure is to leave it pretty late in the pre-season. Just allows uh, you know the, the group to not rely on any individuals to, to lead them, and I think it helps develop um, you know a bit of depth within the leadership of the playing group. And that's something I've seen over the pre-season. Uh, when you don't focus on it too much, but you just focus on um, communication and and how to give and receive feedback, and coaches step back and allow the players to lead. A, a number of different guys stand up and. Um, you know, I don't feel like probably we've relied on too few in, in, the, in the playing group when it comes to leadership, and we need to make sure we develop a depth of leadership. So it's been it's been a positive to see that. Sports Day for Kia. The striking Kia range. The cornerstone of progressive technology, blistering performance, and quality design. That's Kia. And just a note that inspiring sports stories is back this week. Mark Duffield taking over the chair and behind the microphone. It airs uh, on Sundays at 7am and also 6pm on SEN 657. And this week we'll get a grab of it. I've spoken to this gentleman a couple of times. He's uh, Paralympic gold medalist Brad Ness. He is an outstanding individual and it's a great first up guest that I'll uh, be speaking to Mark Duffield on inspiring sports stories. Uh, Happens Sunday morning at 7am and again at 6pm on SEN 657. Let's talk about the Scorchers. 4.30 on Saturday. They still await who they will take on. It's at the Brisbane Heat or the Sydney Sixers. They play tomorrow. The winner on their way on the Big Bird West to come to Perth at Optus Stadium for a Saturday appointment. The man that will be there for the Scorchers is the boy from Claremont, Netherlands. Great to have a chat to him. One of the great outfielders when it comes to T20 cricket. Always, uh, of course, looks after the boundary, whether it be on the offside or the, the leg side. Nick Hobson, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Peter. Thanks for having me. Mate, I reckon you cover a few Ks on the field when you're fielding. Yeah, we'll um, pass it on to our uh, strength conditioning coach. We do he always <laughs> make us do a few exercises at training. But, yeah, they're... Um, they're not small, the, the boundaries at Optus. I don't know how the um, AFL boys do it, sorry, when it um, comes to winter time, that's for sure. You're a very important part of the Perth Scorchers. Before I talk about your career, can I just say, uh, I've been speaking to a family member of yours of late, Uncle Dave. You know Uncle Dave? Oh, there we go, from over in Sydney. No, Uncle, in Perth. No, uncle, Dave, no, uncle Dave here in Perth. 
I see him down at the Sorrento Surf Club most mornings. He's out there swimming and pounding uh, the sand. He's part of the Sorrento Slugs early morning swimming team. And he's very proud of you, let me tell you, Uncle Dave here in Perth, about what you're doing with the cricket bat. So there you go. And I'll tell him tomorrow morning that I had a chat to his nephew. Perfect. No, that sounds good. He's um, fit as a fiddle, Dave. So he, he gets up early, he does his swim <laughs> in the morning. So, yeah. Yeah, I see him. Maybe you should join him one morning, come and... Uh, have a coffee with the Sereno Slugs down there at the Sereno Surf Club. Yeah, I'm happy when the big bash is over. I'm happy if you sleep into the moment. A bit lazy, but, uh, uh, you must be absolutely... I'm surprised you're sleeping in. I thought you'd be really excited going to bed every night, just waiting for Saturday afternoon to arrive. Yeah, definitely. Everyone's very excited in the camp. It's... Um, yeah, I think there's a bit of a buzz around Perth at the moment with cricket and the Big Bash. And, um, yeah, very fortunate to be part of the squad at the moment. And, yeah, everyone's just really excited for Saturday. Um, hopefully to a massive crowd and we can come home with a trophy at the end of it. It'd be great. Because you made your debut for the Scorchers a couple of seasons ago, uh, I think here in Perth uh, in 2019, at the start of 2019. So you've been about, uh, but you've become now a regular fixture in BBL 12. You must feel very comfortable that you're now part of the plan going forward. Yeah, it's been nice. I had a, a bit of a taste a few years ago and then um, a couple of injuries found my way out of the squad and have found my way kind of back um, in the last 18 months or so. And I guess this year with um, a few late outs from our internationals and Mitch Marsh's injury, it's kind of opened up a bit of a spot for me in the middle order. So, um, yeah, just really enjoying my time really this season. And, um, yeah, it's been nice to get a consistent run. It's been very enjoyable. You started batting at number three, and then in recent times you've dropped down the middle order to bat at number six. Uh, the reasons for that, and where is your preference, and where do you think is Nick Hobson of better value to the Perth Scorchers? Well, um, I guess Aaron Hardy's proved his very good value at number three, but I think we started at um, uh, just with our imports um, and myself being one of the few local left-handers just trying to get a mix of left and right hand towards the top of the order at the start of the tournament. Um, and then we just shuffled it around one game. It seemed to click. Aaron's had a fantastic tournament at number three, and then... I've settled down at six, um, albeit the guys above me have done um, a lot of work to get the job done quite often before I'm required. But um, to be honest, I'm really open to either role. I think in, in T20 cricket, you can combat an ear in the top six and you've got to have that flexibility. Um, a lot of our guys do it. It just kind of depends who's available from an Australian selection perspective and what internationals we got. So I'm really not too bothered where I, where I get a hit. But saying that at number six, sometimes you miss out on the bat, which has been the case on a couple of occasions when the the Scorchers top order have uh, reeled in the runs with not many wickets down. That's right. That is one of the drawbacks of uh, coming in number six. The boys have um, joked around with me and um, I often get a text after the game from a few mates saying if, if my ice, and my pads are still on ice, but um, <laughs> you know it's all part of the game. It's probably a very good problem to have um, if your number six isn't required. So I guess from a team perspective, it would be good if it wasn't required on the weekend, but definitely um, preparing um, for all situations. And, um, yeah, you never know what situation you'll find yourself in with number six, quite often the um, the game can be dictated when you walk out to bat. So um, we'll just have to wait and see. Saying that, you know, you've been around for a few years. You've been playing club cricket for Claremont Netherlands. You're 28 years of age. Did you feel your time had passed you by to maybe represent WA? Because, of course, in recent times, you have also played shield cricket for the state. Yeah, it was probably a period... Um, 
yeah, with the early mid twenties where I wasn't really around the setup as much, um, but just kind of went back to club cricket and and had to perform. And then um, yeah, opportunities opened up, and you never know how things go in this game. Um, yeah, if you told me at the start of the tournament I'd play every game in the tournament, I might not have believed you. But it's the way the tournament's gone, and um, I guess um, I put a lot of preparation work into this tournament. Um, so. You know, I haven't been required all the time, but um, hopefully I can make a, an impact in the final. And, um, yeah, like I said earlier, just really enjoying being part of our squad at the moment. Do you think the success of Claremont Netherlands, and there's a few representatives from Claremont Netherlands, your club side, in the WA setup, and the success they've had over the last few seasons in all formats has maybe enhanced and lifted your profile? Yeah, that's definitely. I think mean, um, I owe a lot to Claremont Netherlands. We're... Um, you know, again, I'm so lucky to be part of that. That set up for a number of years. Some of my best mates have played um, cricket since I was, um, yeah, a very young man there. And um, I think it's really good um, preparation for a step up to the next level when you get to play um, a lot of premierships. And a lot of premierships and, and club finals are always really high intensity and high pressure. So I think they were holding in good stead having that um, finals experience for, for this weekend. And, um yeah, it also gives you extra hits each year. And um, like you said, a bit of extra profile and, um, yeah, I've got a great bunch of mates and um, absolutely love playing for Claremont when when, um, when I'm down there. So, yeah, very lucky. Is Stephen Eskenazi one of your mates? Because I spoke to him actually on this program last week and he's certainly hit his straps since coming in at the top of the order. He's had a couple of innings where he's missed out, but for the most part, he's certainly been a great contributor. What's he like around the club scene? Yeah, he's good. You've... Um, we started playing cricket together. I think my mum found a photo the other day of myself, Matt Kelly, and Stevie, uh, and Tim David actually is down in Hobart now, but we won, I think it was in 2006 or 2007, um, a premiership when we were, I don't know, 12, 13 or 14. It was somewhere in that range. So um, we've been playing together for a long time. And then um, I guess my early senior cricket played with Stevie when we were kind of 18 and 19 before we went to the UK. But um, he's fitted beautifully into our squad. He's done done really well um, I think the way he played uh, a couple of games ago in Perth really attacking the power play has been um, his real strength that he's, he's built on since he's been over in the UK so um, yeah he's been great and everyone's enjoyed having him Interesting you mentioned Tim David there again another one of your, your club mates uh, didn't really get the opportunities here at the Scorchers was sort of in and out and then he's gone to the Hobart Hurricanes and he's gone to the IPL his bank balance looks okay at the moment doesn't it? It's uh, definitely one of the, the benefits of his last uh, two years, I think. But, yeah, he's come on leaps and bounds. Um, everyone's really proud of Tim down at Clermont Netherlands about what he's been able to achieve. He's Yeah, he's really um, put his mind to becoming a T20 specialist in that number five and six role, and he's one of the best in the world at it. So, um, yeah, he, he took a punt in his career when he was a bit younger, and it's really paid off for him. So everyone, everyone's super proud. You'll be watching tomorrow night's match with interest, the Sixers or the Heat. Any preference? No, no preference. I think they both have their own um, their own strengths. Obviously, there's a probably a well-talked-about rivalry with the Sixers. They're just so consistent um, year in, year out in the Big Bash. And uh, for the Heat, they've just found some momentum at the right time. I think they've won seven of their last eight. So um, they're tracking really well as well. Um, yeah, the boys will definitely be watching with a bit of intrigue, but... The nature of T20 cricket, anyone can win on any day. So, um, yeah, we'll be prepared for both. 
And the Shield season returns, as we know, after the BBL. You'd be pretty keen to maybe help WA to another successful Sheffield Shield campaign. Yeah, it starts up after that. Um, I don't have a huge involvement in the four-day stuff, but the um, the guys are really excited to when that does resume, WA. Um, I don't think it's lost a game in, in either the Shield or the, or the one-day comp this year. So, um, yeah, it's terrific being around that environment. Um, a lot of competition for spots. I think there'll be some really strong WA um, teams getting put out in the park. Hopefully um, there's a fit Mitch Marsh and out there as well, which would be really exciting for, for WA cricket fans. So, um, yeah, it's just a great time to be involved with cricket in WA at the moment, I think. Right, Nick, so what are you going to do between now and Saturday? What's the program for Nick Hobson? Yeah, good question. Um, we've got a, I guess, a bit more of a relaxed day tomorrow. I might go into the Wacker for a hit. Um, and then there's a, a top-up session on Friday. Um, but other than that, I probably should be um, staying out of the Perth heat and, um, I don't know, a bit of time with mates. And um, my dog's looking at me right now. Thank you for the as well. So Good on you. There's uh, nothing too stressful. And then, uh, then yeah, I think everyone's conserving energy and really excited for, for what the weekend will hold, I think. Good on you, mate. Well done. You've uh, been a significant contributor to the fortunes of the Perth Scorchers in the BBL 12 campaign. And we wish you the best of luck come Saturday afternoon. Thanks very much, Peter. Good on you. Nick Hobson uh, joining us here on the program. And as I mentioned, uh, he's certainly a very good fieldsman and uh, slots in nicely at number six. Uh, 4.30, it gets underway. Look forward to your company. You are on the SEN network. We'll be covering the final with uh, Brad Hogg. So I look forward to your company uh, on uh, the network, wherever you may be listening around the country. As I mentioned, Inspiring Stories is back this week with Mark Duffield. It airs Sunday at 7am and then again at 6pm on SEN 657. This week, it's Paralympic gold medalist Brad Ness as our first guest, terrific fella, who explains the tragic moments before losing his leg. Things have changed now, which is which is good. But back then, you know, I suppose the control on the hours you worked, and um, I suppose the conditions, uh, you know, um, were a bit more laxed. To be to be fair, it's actually 30 years. Uh, 12th to 12th this year will be 30 years, which is flowing by. But yeah, look, we just we're on the back of a um, of a double double. So we'd actually I got at the time of my accident they signed me off. Um, and I actually worked 37 and a half hours in two days. So, you know, a lot of hours. We were pretty tired. And um, it was the last trip of the night. We had a Christmas party on board. And as we pulled away from the from the jetty over there at Tomo Bay, or Thompson Bay, um, there, was no, there was no island authority or anyone on the board because it was a, a Christmas party, a private charter type scenario. And as we pulled away from the, the jetty, the rope was still attached on the jetty. And I'd actually uh, undone the rope inside the boat and trying to get the skipper's attention. We didn't have radios or anything at the time, so uh, I tried to yell internally up the stairwell and then couldn't hear me. So, yeah, anyone anyone yelling out, you know, get us a beer or Christmas cheer or anything like that um, sounded like my command all clear, and um, he thought we were clear. And as I'm leaning out, the as I went to lean back out the, the window to yell from window to window, I put my foot in the actual main... Um, waistline, which is the, 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 the centre line, which is almost like the park break. Um, put my foot in that and it snaked around my, my ankle and tore it clean off out through the scupper hole. So, yeah, they say your life can change in a split second. I begged to differ because I saw where I put my foot and didn't have the reaction to, to get it out. It was that quick. Yeah, no, he's an unbelievable individual. And, of course, then decided to get into wheelchair basketball, was uh, a Perth Wheelcats champion, Went and represented Australia numerous times at the Paralympic Games. 
uh, played professionally uh, in Italy as well. And, of course, he's now back uh, contributing as a coach and as a mentor to uh, the individuals that are playing, of course, basketball uh, at the Paralympics. Uh, he's a great man, and it's a great story. Look forward to hearing from Brad Ness. We're going to take a break. On the other side of the break, uh, we will feature baseball. The Perth Heat are in the championship series decider. Steve Nalkowski, the CEO, joins us next. Welcome back to Sports Day WA with Peter Vlahos. It's all thanks to Kia, and it is come to the climax of the Australian Baseball League. We have got the championship series, the decider, as it's termed, happening this weekend. Game one is at Empire Ballpark. It is the home uh, pitch, if we can term it that way, for the Perth Heat. And it's going to be an incredible final series. Interesting. And Steve Nolkoski is about to join us, the CEO of the Perth Heat. We're heading for our 16th Claxton Shield Steve Nolkowski, thanks for joining us here on this uh, Wednesday night. Yeah, cheers, Pete. It's a, uh, it's a huge week um, yeah, for Perth Aid. And as you said, yeah, chasing our 16th uh, Claxton Shield. Um, this is a, a sporting franchise just that lo- loves to win and uh, ho- hopefully we'll do that on Friday night in front of our uh, home fans. If we talk about the Perth Wildcats and how successful a franchise they've been in the NBL, we can't dismiss just how successful the brand of Perth Heat has been as an ABL franchise. Yeah, it's uh, well, it's, it's it's the number one franchise, isn't it? Um, you know, there, there was you know, four championships in five years. Um, this is our third uh, championship appearance in the last four seasons. So, um, you know, led by people like Tim Kennelly and Daniel Schmidt, um, yeah, in, in the recent modern day era, it's um, just been a franchise that has continually performed at a very high level and got to the business part of the season. Um, and we've you know we've been good enough to do that again this year. So. Um, yeah, really proud of the way you know, the team's worked their way through this season. I think we've got better as each week's gone on, and that was highlighted by you know, our semi-final victory in Brisbane last week, um, despite losing you know, a very, very tight first game. Um, yeah, this is a team that's ready to perform in, in big playoff games. We'll come back to that semi-final series, which led the Perth Heat now to the uh, championship decider. Can I ask you... After two years of hiatus because of COVID, I know there was enormous frustration by you and everybody involved with baseball here in this city, in this country for that matter. Has it bounced back the way you expected it to bounce back in now a first full season in three years? Well, well, it has, yeah. So, yeah, we, we had a record crowd against um, against Geelong career. Then we you know, topped that off you know, two weeks later against the Melbourne Aces and on Friday night, the ballpark will be sold out. So we've had a uh, an incredible response you know, from sport fans right across Western Australia who have you know, come to watch the, the heat in big numbers. Um, yeah, the, the previous two years were tough, but it was tough for a lot of people um, you know, across the board. Um, you know, our owners invested heavily in it. Yeah, um, high quality players. We've got two World Series champions um, that will be playing on Friday night. We've got uh, you know, the, the association with the Tampa Bay Rays. So um, yeah, there's great quality throughout the team, um, and I think the the fans who have watched the team have really enjoyed seeing high quality and high class athletes. Saying that, going back to the semi final, it looked uh, doubtful, didn't it? At one stage, the Heat recovered for what three nil down after the first innings to eventually win game three. It was a uh, it was a tough afternoon, so we we, we trailed three nil early in the uh, in the first innings, uh, but Brock, uh, our starting pitcher, Brock Gillen. Did really well to, to get us out of that situation. And, yeah, the second innings was just something special. Um, you know, we piled on 
seven runs, three of those were home runs. Um, it was just power batting, um, and that's what our, our, our lineup can produce. Um, they just came out swinging really hard and made, made some great connections. Uh, Junior Caminero pulled, I think, all the way back into Florida. Jake Bowie hit a three-run three home run. It was just exciting. Um, those seven runs were the... Uh, the backbone of our victory. Um, we, we, we got to a 9-3 lead, I think it was, before Brisbane came back. Um, and then we sealed it you know, late, I think, in the eighth inning. So we were challenged a couple of times. We found a way to win. Uh, but in the end, our batting depth and quality of our pitching was, was outstanding all afternoon on a really hot, muggy day in Brisbane. Let's go to game one of the ABL Championship Series. It's this Friday at Empire Ballpark. It gets underway at 7 o'clock. You mentioned earlier in conversation it is a sellout. You must be ecstatic with the response. Well, they're not, not sold out yet. We think it will sell out by Friday. So uh, if you haven't purchased a ticket, the, uh, the, the clear advice and instruction is you know, jump online. Uh, there is a saving to, to pre-purchase online um, and to avoid disappointment. So we'll open the gates earlier. Um, they'll open two hours before you know, the first pitch. So from 5 o'clock, you'll be able to come in. Uh, you'll be able to watch batting practice live. See the perfect warm-up, which is uh, quite unique in, in, in baseball, uh, seeing all the guys out in the field uh, warming up and putting a lot of uh, balls over the shed. Um, we'll have uh, batting simulators um, in activation areas so you'll be able to test your arm or test your, your skills against a 100-hour, kilometre-an-hour fast pitch. Um, and all the food trucks will be in the venue as well. So... Uh, pre-purchase tickets come in, enjoy you know, a, a Friday afternoon, build up to the uh, the championship series, and uh, then into the evening. And Steve, uh, this will be the last time you'll be able to see the Perth Heat at Empire Ballpark this season. Yeah, we only get the first game this this year, so it's uh, yeah the first the first game is in Perth on Friday night, then we fly out uh, Saturday morning at twenty past seven to head to Adelaide. So um, yeah, you've got one final chance to see people like Josh Reddick, you know, Tim Kennelly, etc. Uh, perform Junior Caminero for this season. Um, it's going to be exciting. Adelaide, you know, with the divisional champions, so they come here with good form as well. Two traditional ABL uh, franchises going head-to-head in what's going to be a really exciting uh, game of baseball. They've got the affiliation with the Philadelphia Phillies. We've got it with the Tampa Bay Rays. So there's, you know, there's so much talent on both sides. Um, and it's, yeah, as I said, it's going to... Uh, be packed to the rafters, come and enjoy a, a unique atmosphere. Um, the baseball park is very, very different to, uh, to other sporting venues um, throughout Perth. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun night in beautiful conditions come 7 o'clock. Yeah, no, it'll be brilliant. Uh, it'll be a great night. Nice, balmy night uh, watching under the lights there, uh, the Claxton Shield and the ABL Championship Series unfold. Game one with the Perth Heat taking on the Adelaide Giants. It was a very aggressive recruiting campaign that you undertook during the off-season. Of course, the Americans came in. You had a contingent from the Dominican Republic. How has it all worked for you, Steve, as the CEO? Have you been delighted with the imports and what they've contributed to the brand? It's just been fantastic. Um, if anyone's come to a game, uh, post-game sees how many players are out in the field signing autographs, having photos with players and engagement you know, from, from our roster. It's just beautiful to see. Uh, they've embraced the perfect culture, uh, the way we like to engage with fans and how they represent the team you know, both here and then on the road. So you know, to bring a team together so quickly um, but to see the camaraderie amongst the group um, has just been beautiful and that's yeah, credit to our baseball department who have recruited high quality people um, that have made an impact in such a short space of time. So the flip side of that is that you know, next week they'll leave and uh, we'll have broken hearts um, you know, because we've 
come to love these players so quickly and have you know, made such an impression, not only on the organisation, but I think um, everyone that's uh, come in contact with them. So, yeah, we've got two more games uh, to, to record wins and, importantly, get our 16th Claxton Shield and, um, yeah, seal our season you know, with a championship. And then, um, unfortunately, I'll head back to the United States next Wednesday. So, a um, bit of work to do, but uh, an exciting weekend ahead. So they head back to the United States next Wednesday. If you do win, hopefully in straight games, after Game 2, which is on Saturday, Friday night in mm. Perth, Saturday, as we know, in Adelaide, first pitch is 4.30 Perth time on Saturday afternoon. If you win in straight sets, do they all come back and hopefully have a bit of a celebration before they go off to America? Uh, we'll have to speak to our mate Basil Zemplis to see if he's going to give us the keys to the city and a ticket tape parade down the High Street Mall. So uh, maybe, maybe, maybe we can uh, give Baz a call and see if he can organise something down there through Forest Chase. But look, it's a, it's a tight turnaround and pending you know, when, how that series finishes in Adelaide and getting flights back. So, um, yeah, they'll get, they need to get back for spring training. They're um, all affiliated with our high-profile teams back in the United States. Um, and, yeah, that's as I said, it break, breaks hearts to see him uh, head back so quickly but uh, hopefully they'll be going with championship rings and uh, yeah, memories of a, a fantastic season here in Perth. Good on you Steve, job well done mate, uh, look forward to Friday night, should be an absolute beauty, gets underway at Empire Ballpark, 7 o'clock, as Steve mentioned, uh, gates open a couple of hours before that, get down there with the family and have a special night, thanks for your time Steve. Pleasure Pete, great to chat. In the WAFL, the fixtures were released today, the WAFL fixtures for this season. And no doubt uh, the benchmark will be West Perth again. And I see in round one that they are playing Claremont in a grand final replay. That is good fixturing. Joining us now is the Falcons Premiership coach in Darren Harris. Darren, thanks for your time. Pleasure, Peter. How are you, mate? Good. Happy New Year to you. Here we are. We're, uh, we've turned the bend and we're heading towards another footy season. Uh, the fixtures came out today. Your thoughts, firstly, as uh, as the defending premiers and the fact that you've got a grand final replay in round one over Easter at your place. Yeah, oh, look, we're, we're wrapped about that. Um, it's, it's really good to, to be at home as well. And you know, it gives us a chance to to relive some of those memories, but at the same time, you know, all our, all Waffle Clubs are trying to to make sure they earn enough to survive. So, you know, I'd be really hoping that there's a lot of people want to get out to a a quality game like that in in what was a quality game in last year's grand final and come and revisit it. So, geez, I'd love to see all the the red and blue supporters that were at Leederville Oval get out to um, Joondal up, mate, um, because that could really help. Uh, set our year up financially if we get a good crowd out there. I reckon there'll be a, a monster crowd because I think it's Good Friday, isn't it, uh, when the match uh, will be staged, which is terrific. Uh, you like Good Friday footy? Yeah, I think it's like we, we're always... Like, oh, I think in an I- absolute ideal world, you wouldn't even play this weekend uh, from my point of view just because it's such a family weekend. Um, and the compromise for us, thinking about all our volunteers and our people, is that if you play it Friday, you still get a good Easter break. Um, so by having it on the Friday, you don't have to hang around over the weekend. Um, the players can play and still have that really quality family time. And, uh, yeah, I just hope people stick around um, stick around the city and come to the footy on the Friday. No, it'll be fantastic. Uh, how's pre-season been? Yeah, been really good, really good. We obviously, um, you know, you over a period of time uh, with a with a more mature group now. Uh, 
you build a lot of trust in them. So they've got themselves in fantastic condition. Um, you know, they were back in the gym a couple of weeks after the grand final, really still still really up and about, but really uh, hungry to have another crack at it. So, yeah, our testing continues to improve. We continue to get fitter and stronger. And um, I think it's up to us coaches now to just add, add, the, add the next layer to be able to improve our footy as well. So, look, it's it's really been a, a great pre-season so far, but we are in the honeymoon time of the year and um, over the next three to four weeks when we get into match play, we're going to have a better indication of exactly where we're at. The big talking point pre-season is that the Premiers have been strengthened. Zach Langdon is coming to the Falcons. He's there now. Is it the connection that you developed with Zach at Claremont that was one of the reasons why he decided to go to Joondalup? Yeah, I think it's relationship-based. Um, yeah, we, we, we obviously weren't the, the highest offers going around the place, but um, he had a, a good relationship with um, Connor West at the at the West Coast Eagles, um, West Perth boy. He also did a lot of training with Corey Groon, who's the head of our fitness. So did a lot of work at his gym. Um, and I was I just kept in touch with him after I'd coached him. So I just kept, you know, giving him the odd phone call and text message and making sure I stayed in contact with him because I just, I just liked the human being he was and I wanted to make sure I supported him. And I think all those relationships uh, probably tipped him over the line. Yeah, it's a great get. Saying that on the negative side, have you lost anyone of significance who's decided to retire or, or maybe moved on? It appears from face value almost uh, with the same squad of 2022. Yeah, it is. It's the only one is Anton Hamp who came back for a year, um, really in a, in a lot of ways to come and help me out with the messaging and um, had a really good relationship with him. So he's going to travel overseas and, um, you know, he's got to that next stage in his life, in his career, but we'll always be grateful for what he offered up in his year, in, in the year he was here. And other than that, we, uh, we've kept a stable list with, with some really good Colts kids coming through and, Obviously, with your Colts and your development side both playing in grand finals, we we didn't want to go out and um, and recruit too much. You know, Zach fell fell on our doorstep, which was nice. But we we've got to give all those kids and those players an opportunity to develop, or else you get this bottleneck situation, which I don't think is real healthy if you recruit too much. So. Yeah, no, we we it's a bit different, mate, than um, you know the the one I coached in '03 and the one I played in in '95. In that, <laughs> at the end of those two, you you lost like 10 to 12 players to the AFL system in both those years. So it was pretty hard to rebuild after that. But hopefully, this group uh, can stay together and stay healthy and well. Couple of uh, final questions, just general ones. Firstly, you're happy where the grand final is positioned. That is a week before the AFL grand final. No doubt hoping as West Perth try to maybe make it back to back. You're happy where it is? Yeah, I am. Um, you know, I think otherwise it just becomes way too long a year. Like we, we all rely on so many volunteers at our footy clubs. And so when you extend the year and it becomes longer, then it becomes quite arduous, um, you know, three nights a week and a weekend and those sort of things. So the, the shorter, uh, the, the greater density of the season and being able to start it and get it finished is is great for everyone, including players that are only semi-professional and got to live their lives and work, etc. Our club's recommendation was on that weekend when there's the general buy in the AFL before the finals, that if you could play it, 
and play your nine games, have your state game in the middle and another nine games and you only have that one bye and, and, and play it then would be a really nice compact season. But I think there's a, there's a few commercial things that, that have to be considered as well. There still needs to be a vote on where the venue will be. After you experienced Leaderville Oval last year and you also experienced the Fremantle Oval a, a couple of years ago, there is the general feeling it should come back to Optus. But what's your thoughts? Some people are still hedging their bets. Optus or a suburban ground? Have you got an opinion on it? Oh, I think it's all about the atmosphere that um, is created for um, the waffle to have the, the the best view around Australia and around the place because it's just such a great brand. And so the two that you talked about, they, they were fantastic games because of the atmosphere and the crowd involvement and, you know, at, at a suburban ground, it, it's quite intimate. Uh, and, you know, all the families I've talked to just loved Leadable Oval with regards to how accessible it was. Um, you know, they felt really safe and it was just a great environment to be in. So really healthy crowd. I think the key with playing it at Optus is that we do something that enables us to have a crowd that creates that atmosphere. And there, there's never any guarantees with that. But that's probably one of the keys for me. If, if all of a sudden at an Optus stadium, you can only get 20,000 in there, it doesn't quite have that same... Uh, feel and environment that the suburban ground has. But, again, I think that'll be some commercial decisions to be had. Yeah, I agree. And in the end, uh, people still talk about the Leadable Oval experience. People still talk about the Fremantle Oval experience. I'm not sure people talk about the Optus uh, Stadium experience when it comes to a Waffle Grand Final. But, anyway, that's a discussion for another day. Good on you, Darren. Thanks for joining us. uh, And good luck. And we'll talk to you regularly here on uh, Sports Day. Darren Harris, uh, the coach of the West Perth Football Club, talking about the fixturing and in particular, as we mentioned, that uh, grand final replay on Good Friday during the Easter round, that being round one in the WAFL. All right, uh, the Wildcats, uh, they're in action uh, Friday night against the Cairns Taipans and Sunday against the Sydney Kings, the last two regular season matches. Your chance to see them. All you need to do, tip off, by the way, 6.30 both nights. That is Friday and Sunday night. Get behind the Wildcats and head to tickertech.com.au to pick up your ticket. For New Farm Australian through and through, have a look at the uh, Perth weather forecast for tomorrow. We're looking at a sunny day with winds uh, easterly 30 to 45 knots. They were actually a bit blowy this morning, weren't they? We're heading for a top of 35 degrees tomorrow. So it's going to be very similar to what we experienced today. As I said, sunny conditions getting down to around about 16 degrees tonight. And for our friends in Bunbury listening on SEN Spirit 621, your forecast tomorrow, it's going to be again a sunny day with a top of 33 degrees and dipping to 14 degrees tonight. That's all thanks to New Farm. New Farm's products are formulated with the highest quality right here in Australia. New Farm, Australian through and through. That's been Sports Day. Thanks for joining us. I'll be back again tomorrow from 5 o'clock. Thanks to Jimmy and Lee for helping us out. Uh, Enjoy your Wednesday night. See you tomorrow at 5.